Former CIA station chief Daniel Hoffman joins me to discuss why the Biden administration is ducking questions about China buying land near our military bases. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter show, we'll also discuss how Hoffman's son is courageously raising money for cancer research in honor of his mom. Follow the Sarah Carter show wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement, and uh, family-owned, they think like us, and they're really known for over at Recoil Gunworks. They're web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, Vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo. And they will note, you know, they have it all up there very helpfully on their website. Ammo shipped to your door where legal, and they explain that, including Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You need to see the frequently asked questions on that. And check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions. Visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana today to get you a full list of products and use code Dana to get free shipping on your next order. Whether you need it in the woods or on the range, Recoil Gunworks gets it there fast. And once you make your first order, it won't be the last. Use code Dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. Reports that maybe there were hundreds of fatalities in Lee County. Do you have any clarification on how? So n- none of that is confirmed. I think uh, w- what that is, is there were 911 calls for people saying, hey, the water is rising in my home. I'm going to go up in the attic, but I'm really worried. Of course, those folks are now are going to be uh, going to be checked on, and so I think you'll have more clarity about that uh, in in the next day or so as they're able to go to those locations and determine whether people uh, need need services or, or are able to be rescued. Uh, my sense is is that you know that water was very very high. Uh, but my hope is is that if folks did go higher, if they were there, it's not comfortable, uh, but now we're in a situation. I mean, if you're there, they want to come get you. And, and so hopefully we'll be able to see a lot of those people brought to safety. I have to say, Ron DeSantis has the restraint and patience of a saint, of an absolute honest-to-God saint. Because, you know, I'm looking at, the, the some of the way some of the way that these stories have been written and it has been so incredibly frustrating because there is this absolute determination by so many people in the press to set this narrative that they want they want this to be Hurricane Katrina and they want Ron DeSantis to be what is her name Kathleen Blanco or Landro whichever one was up there and they're not getting it. So they keep, they run these like stupid stories. And I've seen the headlines like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Now we know there are fatalities. They're still, can they, can they get a moment? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Happy Thursday to you. Your hostess, Dana Lash here in the seat. And we've got, we'll have updates for you on everything. As we, uh, I mean, still 
the whole uh, area. It's not even just South Florida. And that's one of the points that we made yesterday. It's, this is not even just South Florida. This is just Florida. Now, granted, you had uh, Sanibel and Naples, Fort Myers. They took the, the first, Sanibel took the first hit. They, they took the brunt of it. So you had that for sure. But even those areas, like even Orlando, we talked to a number of people yesterday, uh, our friends at Caltech, even the people in Orlando dealing with torrential rain and, and, and a massive amount of flooding. And so we're going to start with just some of the latest. And I've got to say, one of the reasons I normally, I don't like to jump into stuff and, and fight the politicization of it. If there's a, a tragedy or something like that happening. But I think this is just, ab- some of the stuff that I'm seeing the media push is just absolutely asinine. And I think it's uh, irresponsible and it's bad journalism and it's dangerous. So we're going to start with the latest today. So as you know, we were on air when Hurricane Ian made landfall late afternoon yesterday, hitting Sanibel Island. That was the first most outmost there island that was just that got hit. And then going into the Fort Myers area, Naples, the causeway. I was seeing I vacationed on Sanibel before. It's a beautiful area. I mean, everything looks like it's under. It just looks bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. The causeway that they that was the way to get cars in and out of Sanibel Island just destroyed. Um, I and I was actually wondering about some of the bridges there. Honestly, I mean, obviously they're building them to withstand hurricane winds. There, an interesting conversation too that I was listening to this morning because it brings up the question of whether or not some of these hurricanes or the system by which we measure the strength and therefore place into a category a hurricane, whether that should be redefined. And the reason that people were asking this is because this um, hurricane, obviously, I mean, by all intents and purposes, it was a Cat 5. You can say it was a Cat 4, but the storm surges were, in, in some instances, the storm surges were bigger than any of the other hurricanes that hit that area. The flooding, the period, the, the duration the wind speed. So I think there's a, a heavy debate to be had about that because people do pay attention to category. Oh, it's, I mean, if you see category one, meh, you see category five, ooh, you know that that's, <clears throat> you know it's going to be horrible. And so I think that, you know, there's a conversation to be had about all that. And maybe that's, that's something after, the, as everybody gets cleaned up, they talk about it. Fifth storm in history. To hit the country at 155 miles per hour. I showed you some of the video last night. Just some of the terrifying sights that were coming out of Florida from Hurricane Ian. And this, I mean, is absolutely record-breaking. A million without power. Tsunami of floodwater crashing up the West Coast. I don't know if you've seen the Fort Myers. They have their little Times Square area. I mean, it is... It's just, it's awful. I mean, it's awful. Unsurvivable torrent of water engulfing palm trees. And they said that was ripping up a lot of the trees from their roots. I was, there's some video, and I shared some of this last uh, last night in the, uh, in just a write-up on this. A woman taking video out her back door, and I'll be dang, it was like a center console, you know, like a little powerboat. Just, you know, kind of, 
goes right like it's walking down the street like the boat went on a walk that water is all the way up and she was on a balcony of some sort so she was on a ground floor and you just see this boat go on by there was a camera that was in naples that ended up being underwater it was a camera that was six feet up in the air i mean just some of the the stuff that you see and of course you know the devastation the absolute devastation and so there was we know that they had a mandatory curfew more than two million are without power and governor ron DeSantis was warning people that the worst may yet have to come he said that you know it's going to be moving through the state including much of today and now we have the surges we have the flooding because you have non-stop torrential rain vehicles have been flipped on to i've seen roofs uh, blown off houses vehicles uh, crashing in floating away crashing into buildings uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. Massive, massive, massive damage and destruction. And so now they're at the point, thankfully, they've had a lot of supplies. That's one of the things that the, one of the things that the governor said. He said, we have a lot of supplies. What people are going to be needing, and, and, and honestly, is, is money to help rebuild some people. Because some people, I don't know how they do flood insurance, but I know that there's going to be a need at some point. So that's, I mean, I'm glad that this has gone through it. I'm glad that it's, that it's the, I hope that it hurry, hurries up and I, I'm glad that the worst may be over. But hopefully, hopefully this thing can, doesn't pick up steam as it, I'm, I'm looking at a map right now. Hopefully it doesn't pick up steam as it kicks into the Atlantic and then curls back over into the Carolinas because there's a potential for it to now it's considered a tropical storm there's potential for it to become a hurricane again and we're going to watch all of this and uh, give you all the updates we're going to talk to some of our Orlando affiliates about Hedinger and Melissa Fox coming up at the bottom of the hour now the other big thing that everybody's been this is just so bizarre and I think it just it 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 is so bizarre and I think it absolutely just gives you insight into how I this is pettiness I mean, strength comes also from being able to admit a mistake and rectify it. And it just, for some reason, this administration keeps doubling down on dumb stuff. So did you hear this? I think we, we, this audio is somebody 15. So Representative Jackie Walorski, and remember we had this as a headline. She and her comms director and another member of her staff were in a car accident uh, and she, and they were killed last month. And so this is Biden looking for her. At a presser. Listen. I want to thank all of you here for in- including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this. Wow. So the White House, they had a big fight over it with the press. And uh, Representative Walorski's uh, brother said that he, had, he pities Joe Biden. So the White House briefing room after this turned into a circus. And it was James Rosen versus Corinne Jean-Pierre. And James Rosen had asked her about this question. And it went, I mean, it just, well, listen to this. Audio sound by five. I have John Lennon top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anywhere. When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon has president, then we can have this conversation. Okay, go ahead. And listen to the audio soundbite one. I think this may be the first part of it, is, I believe. What happened uh, in the Hunger event cut. today? I, the president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what happened? 
So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. And so that's when James Rosen had asked and he expressed and it was a great question. I, I, it, he had asked her about that. He's like, you know, you say that he's top of mind and he was, you know, he had, he said that people were concerned about the president. And he said, you know, it's top of mind. And he said that, you know, it's it's. Is it, is this it? Audio somebody too? I think so. Okay, let's let's check it out. The late congresswoman was top of mind for the president, and her family was expected to be here, and that's what he was thinking about. What? Why was he looking for? Her? I'm, not, I'm not trying to be snarky here. No, I mean, and I'm. No. Nope. saying and what he said there. And again, I think people can understand. I think the American people out there who you know watch the briefing uh, from time to time, maybe at this moment, will understand when someone is at top of mind. Uh, and uh, and this was such an important uh, such an important event when we're talking about hunger, when we're talking about food insecurity, when we're talking about these champions, these congressional champions who were in the room, who have worked in a bipartisan way. Uh, we know we don't talk much about bipartisan actions that we see in Congress at this time. And as he was naming folks, he she was on top of mind, and he understands and knew that she was, he was going to see uh, her family on Friday. Uh, to, for this bill signing. Uh, again, I don't think it's all that unusual uh, to have someone top of mind, especially as there's a big event, uh, two big events. So that's when you had James Rosen who said, you know, I, you know, I have John Lennon top of mind almost every day, but I'm not looking for him. And I think that's the, kind of the key takeaway because that was the follow-up right after she said that. The, I think that was the key takeaway because he wasn't, it's not that he was just thinking of her. He was looking for her sitting in the audience. He was looking for her. That's a little different. It's You know, you have to add to this because back in early August when she did pass, the White House put out a statement saying Joe Biden, you know, put this out, a statement about Walorski and her uh her, you know, her her legacy, quote unquote. Uh it was a month and a half ago and he already forgot. Like that's I know that's, that's crazy. But the way that the White House handled this going back and forth and back and forth, they argued over whether or not he actually made a mistake. I had a, a headline in our prep that I sent you this morning. I mean, they it, I mean, they would not concede even Sam Stein. Sam Stein's with uh, I want to say he's with Huffington Post, but I think he is. He's with MSNBC. He said, quote, the White House won't concede that Biden misspoke when he asked if the recently deceased representative Walorski was in attendance. So they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even admit that. I mean, come on guys, this is, it's crazy. So coming up more ex FBI agents are standing up to support the whistleblowers who exposed the agency's political bias. We're also going to check in and get the latest from our Florida affiliate in Orlando, because a lot of flooding, a lot of destruction and a lot of people, 2 million people without power. So we're going to check in with that and uh, bring you all of the latest. 
I like knowing exactly where my tasty, delicious meat comes from. And with Moink, that place is small family farms all across America. From farm direct to your dining table, Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish. Moink is dedicated to helping save rural America. Join the Moink movement today. The Moink difference is one that you can taste and feel good knowing that you're helping family farms stay financially independent. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Keep America farming by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Dana right now and get free filet mignon for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Dana. That's moinkbox.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. This is sad. Coolio apparently died of cardiac arrest. The cause of death is known. It was cardiac arrest. Coolio dead at 59 years young. And as you know, he was an award-winning rapper, but it was his song. I mean, he got. I remember he was all over MTV in the 90s it was gangsta's paradise and it was a movie that he had done with michelle pfeiffer and that song kind of accompanied it but it was so it was so much more than just a song for a movie uh and became one of the biggest hits in the world and he had been struggling with his health he had had apparently had an asthma attack on stage in 2016 all kinds of stuff but uh that's uh man that's like a hidden 90s icon that's crazy also the White House. I mentioned this like very briefly the other day. I don't know if you were aware. It's the Jones Act. It's this thing that it's just a, uh, it's the Jones Act. It's a 1920 shipping law that goods shipped between points in the United States has to be carried on U.S. flagships. So Puerto Rico needed supplies, but the Jones Act was preventing U.S. ships from actually docking and supplies being unloaded. And after intense fury, the White House finally uh, made an exception and, uh, now ships can dock in Puerto Rico and unload much-needed supplies because, remember, they got hit first by that hurricane. Also, why can't this be me? A uh, Texas couple, jackpot, they found, and this is pretty crazy, M16s in cases sold as military surplus. Actual M16, right? That, okay, why can't that be me? Where can I go? That's horrible. Where can I go find this store? Where can I find it at? Also, a new study out, being unhappy or lonely speeds up aging even more than smoking. Yeah, so that's really sad. And dogs can smell when their owners are stressed out. Did you know that? New study on that from NBC. They are very accurate and they can sense when their owners are stressed. Stay with us. A check-in on Florida. Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc, A-R-K, ArcSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, Arc Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for 
across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you in your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow nutrient and calorie-dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Right now, if you look in central Florida, you're looking at potential major flooding in Orange and Seminole counties, uh, St. John's River, all the way up potentially into, into northeast Florida and Jacksonville. The amount of water that's been rising and will likely continue to rise today, even as the storm is passing, uh, is basically a 500-year flood event. And I know Seminole County has, has, has done evacuations. I know they've issue, uh, opened shelters. Uh, but uh, we're going to see a lot of images about uh, the destruction that was done in southwest Florida. And obviously, we have massive assets there. Oh, goodness. That is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's already had a couple of press conferences. And he and I think the mayors and all of the officials in Florida have been doing a a pretty good job of keeping everybody updated. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you at the bottom of our first hour. Joining us now, Bud Hedinger and Melissa Fox. They are the hosts of Good Morning Orlando from our affiliate news radio WFLA in Orlando. And they weathered through the, well, now they got to deal with the floods, but they weathered through the winds. And Bud and Melissa, I'm glad that you guys are okay. Give us the latest. What did you experience last night and what are you looking at this morning? Well, you know, most of us are seeing um, the conditions improve right now. We've got flood conditions and standing water everywhere, and in many, many places, Dana, where nobody has ever experienced flooding conditions before. But the, the issue is for the counties just to the north of Orlando along the beaches, Daytona Beach, New Smyrna Beach, folks that are familiar with Central Florida will, will understand what that area is, St. Augustine included. They have this relentless onslaught from onshore winds that are still gusting to near hurricane force, and the rain will not stop there. Uh, they're, they're up for another four or five inches of rain. They'll be closing in on two feet of rain in total. That is the worst of the weather now. And in St. Augustine, America's oldest city, A1A, the coastal highway, runs right through there, and you can't see it. Wow. The whole area is inundated with water. I'm sure it's freshwater flooding, and it is the sea coming in and over um, St. Augustine. And it is just a disturbing thing to see how bad it is in those areas. Having said that, um, the storm is now off the coast of Florida, and it's a good thing that they rolled the, um, the, ro- the moon rocket back from Cape Canaveral to the protection of the vehicle assembly building, because guess what? What is left of Hurricane Ian now, a strong tropical storm, is rolling right over K 
Cape Canaveral and the launch pad area. And it might well, they say, have toppled that rocket on the launch pad had they not made the good decision to bring it back and protect it and wait for that launch perhaps as long as November. So there are bright lights like that, but there are an awful lot of people here who no matter what decision they would have made would have been in trouble and are in trouble now. We have 650 to 800,000 people without power in central Florida, 2.6 million wow. uh, without power around the state of Florida here. And we have water where we've never seen water before. Melissa and I are just absolutely astounded at the scene in downtown Orlando last night. The iconic symbol of our city called the City Beautiful is Lake mm-hmm. Eola and this incredible yeah. fountain in the middle of it. You're familiar mm-hmm. with that, right? Yes, The beautiful absolutely. lighted fountain at night. Lake Eola flooded last night and flooded the streets of downtown Orlando. Nobody can remember that wow. ever yeah. happening before, Dana. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. It that is, is absolutely, uh, that is historic. Melissa? Yeah, I'm oh. just saying that the wind is still kicking around out here. We've got a lot of residual stuff. And we had a little scare earlier this morning when we were told that, uh, that there was a band, an outside band that was just sitting right here on Central Florida, which it was. But then it was sort of more of a wobble, and it kind of moved along, which was a really nice thing. Because they're like, no, this is not good. We cannot do this. Yeah, it yes. went on and on, and it was the kind of thing they're still dealing with in those coastal beach counties yeah. to the northeast of here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just a horrible situation. We have uh, the St. John's River here, which is where all the water winds up, uh, and it winds its way slowly through Florida from south to north, kind of an unusual flow for a river. Few rivers do that. And uh, it's already three feet over flood stage, which doesn't sound like a lot, but in the St. John's, that is a huge deal. Lake Jessup, now I don't know, that's like, a, like this big bridge that we pass over. We call it St. John's Bridge. And Lake Jessup mm-hmm. is filled with alligators, which are now, yeah, yeah coming up onto the highway with the surges and such. You read my mind because I was literally yeah. going to ask you that after I saw a video of a shark actually in a street. Yep, that, uh, well, you know, we cannot confirm or deny whether that was a created video, but I can tell you that gators are running around. Matter of fact, Bud had one in his backyard. Oh, we got the mother of all gators in our backyard, our neighbor says. I mean, I haven't been home in three days, but, uh, but, uh, doing all of this storm coverage here, but the neighbor says there's this enormous alligator out there. We live on a golf course, and there's a water hazard that's part of the golf course, and it is, you know, it swells up in a thunderstorm, Dana. But now it has completely covered the fairway of the golf course and come halfway up a long distance to our house, and an alligator is having the run of things in the backyard right now. I mean, enough with this. I mean, enough with the critters, you know? But I, that is, I can't even imagine. I mean, I was thinking, I thought about that last night. Like, I bet there's some alligators to worry about. We're talking to Bud Hedinger and Melissa Fox, the host of Good Morning Orlando from News Radio at WFLA. Uh, I, well, stay away from the gators, obviously, which I know y'all will. You guys are resilient. Yeah. You've ridden out stuff like this before. You've been through this before. There's, a, I, I, and I know, too, people are just now kind of being able to assess the damages. I saw the destruction on, on beautiful Sanibel Island. I was looking at oh uh, the uh. flood in Fort Myers. Uh, I know it's going to be significant, massive, catastrophic damage. There seems to be, and this is completely understandable considering the circumstances, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for the, just the absolute no fatalities at all whatsoever. Uh, I think there were two confirmed, but there's, they, nobody knows. Nobody really knows at this point yet, correct? Right. The only two I know of, but well, the one is the guy who died in the canal draining his pool after we repeatedly said, please don't drain your pool. It's a natural thing. 
uh, unfortunately. And then there was a car accident, I think, hydroplaning yesterday afternoon. Yeah, the kind of indirect effects of, uh, right. of the storm here. Uh, but I think when you look at the situation in southwest Florida, Fort Myers, Sanibel Island, Captiva, um, an absolutely uh, idyllic setting down there. It's a beautiful part of Florida, as I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the storm, the eye wall came right in there and began the whole storm's march through the heart of the Florida Peninsula in our direction. 155 mile an hour sustained winds with higher gusts. And it took its sweet time coming on shore. And it just carved that area up unmercifully. And uh, it was sad and it was frightening to think that they had a hospital with its intensive care unit roof torn off by the storm down in Fort Myers, exposing the sickest of their patients to the ravages of a borderline Category 5 hurricane. You talk about hell on earth, that's it. And, that's uh, and people also who did not evacuate because they'd not had serious flooding problems before, whatever the reason happened to be, or they're just stubborn, suddenly were placing panic calls through social media into 911, come rescue me, I'm on the second floor, I'm clamoring into the attic, I'm going to try to get myself onto the roof and survive this thing. And at that particular point in time, there was no way that the emergency um, uh, management uh, officials could get rescues uh, rescue crews out to these people because yeah. the conditions were absolutely intolerable. It was a terrible, terrible situation in southwest Florida. So while we have a situation here that is a disaster on its own, you know, we didn't have the killer winds here. Mm-hmm. We've got Thanks historic flooding, but they've had it all in southwest Florida at a level I don't think we've ever seen here. And if, you, if it hasn't happened in Florida, it probably hasn't happened anywhere when it comes to tropical situations. Dana, I'm sure you point. want... Uh, your listeners want to know how to help out people. Yes, and, and I was going to ask. Right. The best thing is not to send anything, but rather to look up your local uh, you know, Red Cross and FEMA and see what you can do there. There's always options to help out. But uh, a lot of people want to send items, and it's just no good. Donate to the animal hospitals, things like that, if you want to help out. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, they don't need an influx of items that they have to deal with and sort and all of that right now. Work through the groups that are there and prepared and have those, those supply lines open and are on the ground. Bud Henniger and Melissa Fox, good morning, Orlando, from News Radio WFLA. We are so glad that you all made it through and that you are there providing ongoing coverage for all of the people in Central Florida. Florida. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and I appreciate it. I'm glad you're all okay. I hope the flooding spares you. Thanks for having us Thanks. on. We love you, Dana. Thank yeah, you. Of course. Oh. We love you. Thanks, guys. That's right. And in, in central Orlando, that fountain flood or that lake flooded. Holy cow. That is crazy. It is. You know, as the governor said, this is like a once in a, you know, like a 500-year kind of thing. Uh, and it's and it's true. They're still getting like they're still gathering images, still gathering, you know, uh, because so much. I mean, some parts you can't even access just yet. So unless you're you know doing some aerial shots and even then the winds are really bad uh, because the storm. It's just even though now it's been downgraded to a tropical storm, the winds are still pretty crazy. And that can be dangerous for, you know, choppers and stuff to fly through. So. Uh, goodness. I mean, we're th- the assessment's going to go on for a bit and oh, it's going to. We're praying for everybody that is there and all the people still. I mean, you got the Carolinas now. If this thing kicks up some more power, if it when it you know checks out into the Atlantic real quick and then turns back towards the Carolinas, you could have it up to hurricane strength again. So we're going to keep watch over that as well because we know we got affiliates in the Carolinas. So coming up, 
a number of things. NATO responds to all of the discussion about damage to those Nord Stream pipelines, right? We'll have that for you. I have some economic headlines as well. Uh, And and we're going to get into some border issues because there's a border story that you think that the left would be mad about even more so than Martha's Vineyard. But, you know, consistency is inapplicable when it comes to these people. Uh, We also have the latest with the FBI. We're going to get into all of that and so much more here coming up as we are barreling towards the bottom of this first hour. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. 1188. That's 866 887 1188. Or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866 887 1188. Or text Dana to 998899. Your one stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. So welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Kane and I are looking, we're all looking at this photo of a McLaren P1 in Naples. It was in a Naples garage and it's totally flooded. I mean, the car is, it is a brand new McLaren P1. This is a million dollar plus car. It was swept down the, the a street in Naples by floodwaters. I am hurting yeah, looking I don't at even this. own the car and I'm hurting. The moment I would have heard that there's like even a whisper of a hurricane, I would have driven my vehicle way the heck out of Dodge. I wouldn't, I really would have. I would have driven that thing up to Alabama and put it in a parking garage up there. I am not even kidding. And there's another picture of a, Royal, a Rolls Royce. It was, it's, he's a Florida man. It says Florida man Ernie. God love him. That's insane. It is a, I, now we, then we were talking about insurance. Now, I realize, you know, you can have certain, you know, he's a car enthusiast. He has a bunch of luxury cars. I don't know what this guy does. I don't know. But hopefully he's got, I can't, I don't understand how you, I would try to get every bit of insurance I could on this car. If you can pay over over a million dollars, you can afford to get, okay, what was the insurance you you suggested? I said I'd be getting raccoon infestation insurance. Uh, Exactly. Everything they offer. Like what insurance do you have for squirrels chewing up seats? I would like that. Um, do you have angry girlfriend insurance? Like Anything, if she gets mad right. and tries to keep my car, do you have that? I would right. like that. I, I mean, if you're going to pay over a million dollars for a car, you can do every inch. Give me all your insurance. Right. It's like Ron Swanson who goes into the restaurant and he was like, I would like your eggs and bacon. Don't mistake me. I'm not asking for some eggs and bacon. I'm asking for all of your eggs and bacon. Don't mistake me. I'm not asking for some insurance. I'm asking for all of your insurance. I mean, if, I, I don't know what, how you could, oh my gosh, it just hurts me. Wouldn't you drive it out? He has a fleet of them. Oh my gosh. 
A fleet of them must be No, nice. well, not of the McLarens, but oh, okay. of, like, he's got a Rolls Royce. It's probably, Still. like, a ghost or something. I guess he I previously had no issues with flooding in previous storms, so I guess he didn't bother moving all the vehicles out, but... I guess. Wow. I mean, I don't know. Man, that does hurt, though. I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. Load them up and have them driven out. Just do it. Right. Do it. Oh, man. This is... I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of damage, but this was the one. This and the video of the boat floating down the street like it's taking a walk. Uh, there's so many, it, and there are boats everywhere. Boats in the street, boats in the backyards. And then listening to Bud and Melissa from our affiliate in WFLA tell us about the gators everywhere now. Honestly, that was kind of a blip in my mind. But there was it was a um, it was actually a reporter, and I think it was someone in Miami who was sent to Southwest Florida. To cover and they it was their camera guy that got footage of an actual shark it's not the old picture from like years ago of a shark in a road it's actually new and it and he they put it out they said our camera guy and i don't remember what the camera guy's account was uh was uh you know took this and it looks like a shark actually in a street i didn't realize that sharknado was like a prophecy but but the gator thing because they can be i mean sharks are scary too but I don't know, maybe it's because they have legs in this situation that is scaring me even more. I don't know. But the fact that, I mean, a bud was saying he was dealing with a giant gator in his backyard. Gators can live, like, you know, out of water. Yeah. Like, if a shark's out of water, you're like, oh, I'm less threatened by the shark that's on land there. But if it's <sighs> an alligator on land, you're like, well, I wonder how fast I can run in, in a zigzag pattern. Oh, that's right. Zigzag, zigzag, zigzag. zigzag. Yeah. So, gosh. We're gonna we're gonna bring you the latest as uh, we get it. Everyone's cover now. It's just covering the flooding and the the wind has passed, but now it is the flooding that has passed, and so it's uh, it's just this is it's just horrific the the damage. And uh, we'll continue we'll continue covering it. Any 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 kind of remarks or press conferences? I think uh, Governor DeSantis had a couple already. I just happened to take one quick peek at uh, a whole subdivision in Fort Myers just. It's more than decimated. It's, you know, half a mated. It's pretty it's pretty bad. Uh, So hopefully people uh, are able to find shelter and people can get stuff uh, cleaned up pretty quickly. It's just going to take a long time. I mean, this is just just super. Oh, my gosh. Some of the pictures I'm seeing are just horrific. But there's some really amazing photos, too. Some really awesome photos. Some of them people saving elderly uh, elderly residents. Uh, saving cats and dogs and all kinds of stuff and helping each other out. Uh, it's uh, pretty amazing to see that's, you know, when the goodness of people comes out. So we're going to continue watching all of that. And also we have the latest on the fights with the White House. They're keeping it top of mind as well as some wokery. Libs at TikTok suspended again and woke airlines. Would you like to fly? Stick with us. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement. 
and uh, family-owned, they think like us. And they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, their web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy-to-use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo. And they will note, you know, they have it all up there very helpfully on their website. Ammo shipped to your door where legal. And they explain that, including Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You need to see the frequently asked questions on that. And check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions. Visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana today to get you a full list of products. And use code Dana to get free shipping on your next order. Whether you need it in the woods or on the range, Recoil Gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana if you forgive me i want to add one more warning that's warning to the oil and gas industry executives do not let me repeat do not do not use this as an excuse to raise gasoline prices or gouge the american people who's doing that I mean, first off, that's just an asinine statement. And I think that it's it's kind of, well, it's just irresponsible for him to say this, especially at this particular time. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon. And the president warning, don't use this as an excuse to raise gas prices. That's not how gas prices are determined. Gas prices are determined by supply and demand. And when you have a president who's restricted our own well, they, Democrats have been completely against expanding or improving our refineries here domestically. Yeah. And when you also trim back and stall out the process for uh, leases, for exploration, etc., and couple that with the refinery issue and having to rely on OPEC, which you know decides at a whim whether or not they're going to you know, do more or less, you have an increased demand and... Not a lot of what the demand is for, and then prices go up. That's kind of how that works. Kind of how that works. And it's weird for him to be saying what he's saying on this. And this is, I think he's just trying to keep along with his green new agenda. Which, by the way, Audio Soundbite 16, Congressman Byron Daniels, my, Byron Daniels, Byron Donalds, my friend, who... He's in Florida. He's been, I mean, that's his area that he represents. I mean, he's, he's dealing with a lot of damage. Representative Donalds was, he was talking about this yesterday because he was, he was asked about this comment. Listen. Cobalt is a mineral, a metal that is essential in the manufacturing of electric vehicles. Cobalt is one of the most important components of electric car batteries, solar panels, and other renewable energy sources. A Tesla long-range vehicle requires 10 pounds of cobalt, more than 400 times the amount of cobalt needed in a cell phone. Two-thirds of the world's cobalt production comes from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Hunter Biden has been heavily involved in the 2016 yeah, we've talked sale about this quite a bit, but he was I mean, and I think the more that that information gets out there, I think it's important. But this soundbite from uh, from Biden, I think, is 
is just irresponsible. But the media narrative that they are trying to develop, like for instance, a friend of mine noted this NPR piece, and it said uh, the headline of this is Florida's population has skyrocketed. That could make Hurricane Ian more destructive. Now, what's crazy is they did a whole thing on this over at NPR, but they didn't bother to mention the reasons why Florida's population has skyrocketed. Their population has skyrocketed because citizens from very draconian lockdown states, states with high crime, states with high taxes, states that have historically, who running the state, Kane? Those are the states that they're fleeing from and heading to New York. So they didn't even they didn't bring that in there. They're trying to they want this to be a Katrina for him. They're they keep that's why they had this uh, one of these headlines. There could be hundreds of fatalities. I read this article where they were citing this and it was some sheriff who said there could be. And that's what the the media outlet. It was Daily Mail. They decided to run with it. Could be hundreds or they just said hundreds of fatalities and then they refined it later and said potentially because they don't actually know but they're trying to immediately get out of the gate and make it i mean and also just a one quick thing to go back to that joe biden literally had to be begged if you want to talk about not increasing the price of gas they had to beg this man to allow a tanker filled with diesel to dock in puerto rico so they could have fuel Maybe he should start with himself when it comes to this advice. Should start with himself. You've seen the media malpractice that's out there. You've seen a lot of it, and it's been not great, but you've seen a lot of... And, and Ivan, has he... He hasn't really actually given a, an address or made any kind of speech or anything like that. The problem with having him being so bumbling is that he is actually helping Republicans, and they're helping DeSantis. When you're looking for the person, the key figure on this, whenever they're on television, you're going to stop and listen to him. You're going to stop and listen to DeSantis. You're going to listen to Biden talk about that. He's, in, he's him being so bumbling and being kind of so out of it. He's letting all the people that he may have to run against, you know, in 2024, he's letting them take center stage. By the way, speaking of the president and vice president, this is the stuff I'm talking about. I do not understand this woman. I do not. She is one of the worst speakers I have ever heard. How in the hell did she become an attorney? I don't know. Oh, I mean, don't answer that. Audio soundbite eight. Uh, this was odd. Listen. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And... It is an alliance that is strong and enduring. I didn't know that we had an alliance. Now, her stands are out there running defense and they're saying, no, no, no. She she is talking. You know, I mean, it's when Donald Trump was uh, when he visited the GMZ and he was there shaking Kim Jong-un's hand. He was trying to normalize relations between North and South Korea. That wasn't him going down there saying that we're making an alliance. You dumb people. That's not what he was doing. What in the world? These the two of them cannot go a day without messing something up to a point where the White House has to scramble into gear and walk it back. It is unbelievable. So, yeah, I don't know if I would listen to them when it comes to discussing the hurricanes or anything else. I mean, they're still, MSNBC still running with the thing. You had, who was it? Uh, the National 
uh, what does NOA stand for? I don't know. It's the weather people. The na- you had the National Hurricane Center, and then you had the, uh, uh, the NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, when they were on with Don Lemon, and he was trying to be like, oh, this is because the surface temperature of the water and the climate change. And the guy was like, no, it's not. And then MSNBC this morning ran with that. It's all they need a narrative. Oh, it has to be about the climate change. Oh, and this has to be his Katrina. And this, oh my gosh. This, I, I'm telling you. Now, I have a few other things I want to make sure that we hit. Coming up, we're going to be speaking with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Have some questions for him. Uh, with their new, the American Commitment Plan. Some people are saying it, 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 it doesn't go far enough. I understand the game. But I'm curious as to what he says to those people who, who don't think that it goes far enough. Now, also, as it relates to the FBI, 30 ex-agents have, st- have stood now publicly to support the whistleblower who exposed the agency's political bias. It's a new piece from Miranda Devine who reports that these agents, they include a retired deputy assistant director, head of counterterrorism, five SWAT team members. They have spoken out publicly in support of that one FBI whistleblower we told you about, Stephen Friend. Now, he was the guy who was objecting to these, using the FBI and their authority in what he described as, he just said it wasn't, it was unlawful. And you've had people like Ron Johnson, you've had uh, Senators Ron Johnson, Chuck Grassley, uh, you've had uh, a number of of members of the Senate uh, who have been working with these whistleblowers And now more and more are coming out. I think the rank and file are getting tired of being labeled with the bad actions of the leadership. But they're, I mean, they're all going to have to, honestly, they're all going to have to stand up at this point. Because standing up now, is it too little too late? Is that's kind of the million dollar question. Is it too late to stand up and save any kind of remnant of trust in the agency? Because I'm not convinced. I'm happy that they're standing up, but I think it may be too late. But they had a lot of, a lot more coming forward now. And it looks, it continues looking worse and worse. And I think as more come forward, I honestly think that's why they, they every time you see a new amped up headline about the January 6th stuff, they, every time it's to help get focus, shift focus away from this ongoing story. Just like they, the January 6th committee, they tweet, what did they put out yesterday? That they're going to uh, uh, break from holding their hearings and reconvene after the hurricane. The only reason they're doing that is because they don't want to share coverage with the hurricane. They're going to drag this out. This is just, a, it's just theater. They don't have anything. If they would have had something, charges would have came a long time ago. It never came. I'm done. This is a waste of taxpayer dollars. It is a stupid, fruitless waste of time. Absolute waste of time. Now, where it comes to the economy, I know the damage assessment, the totals as they come in, when they come in from southwest Florida and the outline areas that are dealing with the surge, the storm surge and the flooding, I'm just waiting to see what that does, the impact that that's going to have. And people are already suffering. This is the worst time, especially for those people in that area. Times are already tough, and now you have people that are going to have to rebuild their lives. Now, this story from the U.S. version of The Sun, which began as a British publication. Everyone, I'm wondering if this is going to send a message to businesses. Because 
I can't tell you how many times we've all sat together in the afternoon and I've had story after story where it's the left, it's progressives that are able to manipulate businesses and either get them to act as agents of the government or get them to act as like these progressive stooges, whether it's on, you know, CRT or gender wokery or whatever. And they pretend that they bring a significant enough uh, a significant amount of business to be able to call the shots like that when in reality they really don't. I'm wondering though now if something like this, the cost of living and inflation and no wage growth because of the invisible tax to on not even including the tax tax from the inflation plan, if this is going to motivate businesses, millions of Netflix fans from this the U.S. Sun say that they're quitting the app this year because the cost of living crisis is too great. One out of four Netflix users say they are ditching the app this year. They are not going to resubscribe. And the number one reason is because of the economy. Over 1,000 Americans were surveyed about their Netflix habits. 25% said they're leaving this year. That equates to over 18 million U.S. subscribers. That equates to a $272 million hole in Netflix's pocket. 40%, around 40%, because Netflix announced that they're increasing prices. So related to that, 40% of those surveyed said that they will exit, not due to the economic crisis, but due to the announced price rise, which I think may also kind of factor in with the economic crisis. That is... Uh, that's wild. So, and customers have been charged, what, a couple of bucks extra for premium or something like that? So, I'm wondering now, this is what, you know, you have companies that go along with the wokery and act as agents of the party that is now costing them business. Was it worth $272 million to get in bed with woke and get in bed with the DNC? Was it worth it, Netflix? If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. From the New York Post, a thief stole a truck and then realized only after that it was loaded with hundreds of pounds of bat feces. Batmobile. He was driving away with a 14-foot trailer, 500 to 700 pounds of bat feces in the back. According to Borland Wildlife Solutions, this is in Nebraska. And the Steve, the, the the truck's owner, Steve Borland, goes, that's all they got, 700 pounds of bat guano. Oh, my gosh, it's so nasty. So he, yeah, the crook is still at large, and the trailer is valued at $15,000. How do you not find a crook that has a truck full of bat poop? How does the, How is that hard? Good grief. So this, a couple of others here that I have. 
I need to talk about this Lizzo thing. We're gonna have to come back to this. So I am I'm upset over this because it was taken out of the museum. I, I also don't. I mean, do we just play things that are in the museum now that are belong to founding fathers? I get it that she's a flutist. So if, if you're gonna you know play the flute that's made of crystal that James Madison used to own, you might you need to be a flutist. I'm fine with that. I am just freaked out because they took it out of this museum in D.C. And uh, this was a crystal flute that was made for President James Madison by Claude Laurent, and it's priceless. Dolly Madison rescued it from the White House when the British entered Washington, blah, 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 blah. So she actually, she played it on stage, and she played it well, but I'm just, I don't like those things leaving the museum. I don't know what happens if you break it. Maybe zombies come out of the earth. Can we just not mess with anything that is, could maybe, you know, I'm just, this has been a crazy year, okay? Come on. So I, we're going to come back to that. Uh, the opioid crisis took more than lives. America lost $1.2 trillion due to opioid use during the lockdowns. That is insane. It is a new, it's, it's, it's new data uh, that is coming out from the CDC. And they looked at a joint economic committee and they were, they were making these, uh, coming to this conclusion. They said 90, out of 93,331 people, those are the fatalities from overdoses just in 2020. A 50-year high. And it contributed to three-quarters opioids did of the total, according to the CDC. It is an absolute epidemic. And a French bulldog breeder was shocked when they had a pup that was born bright green. It looks yellow to me, but I don't know. We'll see. Kevin McCarthy, Republican minority leader, joins us next. The Republicans' commitment to America. Will it succeed? Stay with us. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. And this is a moment for us to also recognize that, that our families are so important. The, the children don't belong to the state. They belong to families. And so as, as uh, children are dealing with uh, important topics, parents have to be at the center. And that's what these policies are all about. It's insane that it's 2022 and you have, you have to say anything like this, much yeah. less have a, an actual you know, elected officials say something like this. But these are the Orwellian times in which we live. Welcome back to the program bottom of our second hour. I'm your hostess, Dana Lash, lovable curmudgeon. Joining me right now, Kevin McCarthy, Republican leader in the House. He's been everywhere because just last week they announced the Republican plan, the commitment to America. And I wanted to talk with you about that and also the midterm battle coming up. But to kick off, 
parents' number one pressing concern, and I received, as soon as people found out you were going to be on the show, listeners from all across the country were saying, can you ask him what the commitment is about parents trying to protect their kids in schools? Is that something that's addressed in this? Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you. This is my inaugural um, time on your show, and I'm very excited about being able to be on there. You know what? We have four pillars, and about the parents and the kids' education, that is the key cornerstone of a future that's built on freedom. We actually have a parent's bill of rights. The parents do have a right in their kids' education. They do have a right in the say. Um, We also go in there and we do a tax credit because we think parental choice. Parents should have a say where the kids go to school and they'll get the scholarships. We also go in there to say that we believe only women should compete in women's sports, what we're finding. We're very clear across. So in the Parents' Bill of Rights, it's not where you have to go to some website to see what's happening in your kids' education. No, they have to send you the curriculum so you know. If something happens on campus, we watch that that father going to a school board meeting being tackled by the police because his daughter was raped at school. He told the school board they did nothing. If anything happens in the school, you get notified. They don't just ship a student somewhere else and you don't get told of this process. Um, this is a key component of where we're going. And then we have another element that I think parents would care a great deal about. It's about making government accountable. Why did the DOJ go after parents and call them terrorists when they went to school board meetings? So we're going to have Comer, and then if we have the majority, we got Jim Jordan and um, Chair of Judiciary. This is one of our oversights that we're going after. Yes, yeah, we're talking with Congressman Kevin McCarthy from the beautiful, his beautiful district in California, 23rd District. I don't know sometimes about Los Angeles and some of these other areas, but we appreciate your time with us today. That commitment to America, it's, a lot of people are saying that it's, it, is it modeled after what we saw in the 90s that brought uh, Republicans that significant control in Congress? Well, it, it is in a matter of the, the, the contract with America, because what we believe is you should have a contrast. You, you should actually know the voters. What would you do if you were given the rights to have a majority? So we we spent for the last year and a half, the entire conference, going around listening. Then we came up with um, solutions. We start with a strong economy. What the Democrats have done, this runaway spending, created inflation. We curve that spending. Then we make us energy independent to lower the gas price, also dealing with inflation. We bring the supply chain back from China into America. The supply chain is worse today than when um, President Obama, uh, President Biden took over. Then we go in a nation that is safe. First thing, secure the border. Stop killing our children every day with this fentanyl coming from China. You know what? The other thing, this defunding of the police has got to stop. We supply a lot of grants, 200,000 more police officers, but you've got these woke prosecutors. We're going to put a score to every single prosecutor and do they make the grade of upholding the law? If not, they're going to have a challenge with their federal money for the prosecutor. Very interesting. Then we look at making sure a national defense. And part of that prosecutor one is based upon Ronald Reagan when he wanted to raise the age of drinking from 18 to 21. Everybody get transportation money as long as their drinking age was 21. What if you said to every prosecutor that goes out to get these federal grants, you can get your federal grant, but did you meet the grade and uphold the law in your county, are you picking and choosing? There's going to be a lot of prosecutors who are going to fail that test, I think, <laughs> Congressman. A lot of oh, them. Yeah. 
I wanted to ask uh-huh. you, you mentioned inflation. If if GOP, which it looks like all projections, um, just looking at some polling, looks like, you know, you're 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 going to have control uh, after midterm elections. Is are you planning on repealing the inflation tax bill? I can't call it the Inflation Reduction Act because, as you know, it does not do that. Is that a top priority to repeal that? I will tell you on the very first day, you know what our first bill is going to be? Repealing the 87,000 IRS agent. Because what 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 your viewers and listeners need to understand, there's only 80,000 IRS agents now. They make that department more than twice the size. And government should be about working for you, not going after you. Right. But that's what they tried to create. So we're going to repeal that from the very beginning. We're going to go after every element that created inflation. Their runaway spending. Their work to make pe- to pay people more to stay home instead of go to work. That, that creates inflation, productivity, supply chain problems. Fundamentally change that. Um, what we're also looking at, energy independent makes America stronger with more jobs, lowers the gasoline price, which affects transportation and every product that we have, but also makes the world safer when America's stronger. Right. It is a national security issue. Talking with Congressman Kevin McCarthy, Republican leader in the House, and that's you're talking about energy infrastructure. Out of all the times that I hear, whether it's this administration or someone else, pr- propose infrastructure spending, refineries expansion of what we have creating new refineries bringing so i mean if they if they need improvements or whatever expand the capacity of those existing that never because really we have an issue with refineries and then that problem coupled with this green new deal which i think the bidens make a lot of money off of considering what we know from public information already and then congressman these esg standards that we have seen manipulating the markets in France and Netherlands. We've seen farmers rioting. They're trying to, as you know, that environmental uh, social governance thing. It's like the China's behavioral credit score, but for businesses with the green grift. Are there, If I, I think that one, I, I guess the question is, what protections are you and Republicans looking at? Is, it, is that something that is in this commitment to America? Yes. Is that a plan? Because we need protections against ESG, this artificial, this manipulation of the market with energy. That's exactly part of our plan. What you and you you uh, talked about a really serious issue: refineries. So you can produce more oil, but if you don't have the capacity right. to refine it, you hurt yourself. The pipelines. You know, we we God has gifted us and blessed us with a lot of natural resources. We are the number one when it comes to natural gas, and that lowers emission. And our natural gas is forty one percent cleaner than Russian natural gas. But they stop giving pipelines, so the Marcellus Shell, you can't produce anymore because they have no ability to move it. And a pipeline is environmentally sound and safer mm. than any other way to do it. Until it's sabotaged, so, yeah. like we saw with, with <laughs> oh, yeah, Nord yeah, yeah. Stream 2, or Nordstrom, as Corinne Jean-Pierre would say. Quick thought on that. I mean, do you have any, uh, uh, what's the discussion on, on Capitol Hill about Nord Stream 2? And can, I mean, we clearly, with one state, I think with just the state of Colorado, we could step up with some with some gas and meet all their supply needs in Germany and elsewhere in Europe. Why wouldn't we be supplying our allies so they would be there spending their money with America, making us stronger? They wouldn't be dependent on Putin, who spends his money going killing people. Um, it is backwards. And a lot of sometimes of this environmentally attacks comes from Putin's money, wanting people to stop that. And Putin understood a military makes you strong, but dependency makes you weak. And what did he do? He made all of Europe dependent on him. He wanted to build Nord Stream 2. The only country to stand up was America when we had President Trump. And what did Biden do? Biden went and met with him, lifted all the sanctions for Putin, and Putin got the wrong idea. 
that he could actually go through and and get it lifted mm. so he thought he could invade Ukraine. Yeah. It's the total wrong message. I have, I have a couple of other questions left for you talking with Representative Kevin McCarthy from the 23rd District out of California. He is the Republican leader in the House, been everywhere on the commitment to America. And this uh, it talked, hit the southern border, hit re- repealing the inflation bill. I wanted to ask if it was in the back of your mind when when putting this plan together. Some people say it's not aggressive enough. It's not uh, it seems a little bit more ideal ideological than political. It's not uh, you know that some people were saying that you needed to be more aggressive. Republicans should be out there uh, really getting in the face of Democrats. I understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, and tell me if I'm wrong here or if this is where your headspace was, I kind of got the impression that you, you sort of excluded Democrats from the table and that this was more about offering solutions people just want some normalcy especially now after hurricane ian they just want some solutions they'll club people over the head after they can pay their rent yeah what what they really want is they can't afford their life that's happening now they want something that works and we were looking at solutions this is a plan for a new direction they know what they've got right now with one party control they've lost one month of wages of salary that's what they lost with inflation they have to give up an entire month was taken from them. Every day they go to the store, it costs more. Gas costs more. The border is insecure. They're, they're afraid to go down their streets. The crime that's happening. Who has a plan to do something different? That's ex- exactly what we laid out. We'll give you an economy that's strong. You can afford to fill up your gas, right? We'll give you a nation that is safe, where a community is safe, law enforcement is respected, and, pro- and, and criminals will be prosecuted. You want to have a school system that puts children first and lets them dream big, right? And then you want to rein in government, but you actually have a check and balance. That is what we're going to bring you. And I know some people are so frustrated because this administration has gone so far in every parts of our life. They've seen the DOJ do things we never thought imaginable. We've watched them go after and make America weaker. I really think we're back to 1979, 1980 again. I mean, if you think of the similarities. Economy, when, economy shows that. <laughs> yeah. When, when was the last time we had inflation like this? When was the last time you had Americans held hostage in the Middle East, in Iran and Afghanistan? Car- when was the last time you had the strongest military in the world, but your commander in chief looked weak? Hmm. You know, when was the last time we had a president that actually put us into an energy crisis and denied America to produce, but asked OPEC to produce more? I mean, look at this, and it, it goes through all the different. Gavin Newsom, when he became governor of California, he reduced the amount of oil produced in California by 20%. That was 80,000 barrels. But you know what he did? He started buying 50,000 barrels a day from Russia. He was paying Putin with California money instead of creating good California jobs. And if you want to do an environmentally sound way, do it in America. Yeah, produce the oil. There you go. Last question for you, Representative McCarthy. Republicans are poised for maybe a, like the 2010 shellacking that we saw coming off of the initial wave of the Tea Party. There seems to be some growing consternation because Senator Lindsey Graham has introduced an abortion bill. And I don't think that anyone disagrees with the, with the contents of the bill or you know, his point that he's trying to get out there. But why now? Because it seems as though he's snatching a victory away from Republicans here on the cusp of midterms. You guys got around that. The power's reverted back, is gone back to the states. And now you're having to relitigate in public court, you know, the, a court of public opinion, 
abortion all over again. Does that make it harder? Does that give you a little bit of headwind to go into? How does that work? I'm not quite sure why Lindsay did what he did at the time. I mean, we were sitting there that day with inflation numbers coming out. You had the market down 1,200 points. You had the president trying to explain how his policies didn't create this when we all know they did. Even Larry Summers and Steve Ratner, Democrats say it did. Um, I think you need to focus on what the American public care most about. The economy, crime, education for their children, government having a check and balance, getting rid of this fentanyl that's killing our children and poisoning them every day. I mean, I think that's what the commitment to America does. It is a plan and shows the difference. To me, this is like a 50-year election. This is 1980 all over again. Why was Ronald Reagan so strong? It was his policies and his principles. We set out a plan that has principles and policies to make America stronger. So it's not just to get Republicans to go to the polls. Democrats and independents, those that want to put the country first, that is what it does. It has the country first policies that make us stronger, make us more united, and make our future brighter. There you go. Thank you, Congressman. Representative Thank Kevin you. McCarthy. Good to talk with you. We'd love to have you back again. Thanks so much I look for joining us. forward to coming back. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. We have more to come as well as we go towards the end of our second hour here. And that plan, Commitment to America, interesting because there's a lot of, I particularly like, I particularly like some of the energy aspects of that as well. He said that they wanted to repeal the 87,000 agents. That's going to take a lot of fighting to get the rest of it out. So we, uh, we have a lot. We got a lot to cover still. As we move, because we got Florida man on the way. Former CIA station chief Daniel Hoffman joins me to discuss why the Biden administration is ducking questions about China buying land near our military bases. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, we'll also discuss what's going to happen in Russia, Biden's weak approach to Iran, and how Hoffman's son is courageously raising money for cancer research after his mom, Hoffman's wife passed away last year. Follow The Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Y'all, this is from the, this is MSN and also the uh, Sun Sentinel. There was a man who may have been attempting to ride a jet ski from Pompano Beach to the Bahamas during the hurricane and authorities are now trying to find the man he's 52 year old charles walker he was seen in pompano beach and he was apparently attempting to ride a jet ski to the an island of the bahamas bimini and he's i don't know why in the world why do people do this pete don't how could you i mean did you see those waves how would you even try now, speaking of the hurricane, I think everybody has seen this at this point. I thought, now let me just tell you how my mind works. I saw this. It's NBC2's uh, Kyla Gaylor. And she was doing some coverage of the hurricane. She's out there in the wind and the rain. Those microphones can, can like really short out if you get water in the, that, that's what do they true. call this part that of it? That's true. The screen thingy that I'm, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I saw this and I didn't think that's what it was because my mind didn't go there. But that's what it was. Uh, she had covered her microphone with a condom. And uh, she explained on her Instagram stories that a lot of people are asking what's on my microphone. It is what you think it is. She said it helps to protect the gear because you cannot get these mics wet. And there's a lot of wind and a lot of rain. So we have to we have to. There it is. And uh, they shared a close up. I don't I don't even know what I think about that. 
Uh huh. A man lost his bumper in a yard and then was arrested for fentanyl possession. He drove through someone's yard, lost his bumper. Uh, this was uh, early in the morning. Deputies stopped a vehicle, and this was earlier in this week. This is on Monday. Michael Givens, 27, of Palataka. He had a suspended license. They conducted a search of the vehicle, and they found a bag of white crystallized rocks, and they tested positive for fentanyl. So he is in major trouble. He was taken in Putnam County Jail, held on $502,500 bond. That's That fentanyl is deadly. And isn't it? They said it's just like a little, I mean, a pinch or something that can kill like a whole neighborhood. It's crazy. So dangerous. Stick with us. We have a lot more in store. Third hour on the way. We have received a major disaster declaration for nine counties, but we do expect more. I just spoke with the president this morning. Uh, He offered support. I told him the thanks for this, but because the storm has moved uh, inland and caused uh, a lot of potential damage in the center part of our state, that we are going to be asking for those counties to be expanded and included there. But for now, we have approval for Charlotte, Collier, DeSoto, Hardy, Hillsborough, Lee, Manatee, Pinellas, and Sarasota. That will allow individual Floridians to seek individual assistance uh, from FEMA. Mm, That is Governor Ron DeSantis on the latest with the Hurricane Ian recovery. Welcome to the third hour of the program. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable little curmudgeon. And watching all of, I mean, the the damage is is mind-boggling, just mind-boggling. I, 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 can't, I can't even say the word right now. I'm turning into Corinne Jean-Pierre, who can't say armistice either. Play that. I need that in my life real fast. Hey, the vice president will visit uh, the DMZ. Nearly 70 years since the cor- Korean armistice. Uh, vis- my excuse is that it's fall allergies, and I have to take allergy medication, which makes my mouth levels of Marco Rubio during that one response dry. That's where I am. So, let's say mind-numbingly ridiculous, the recovery rate, uh, the recovery, all the damage, everything else it has. I mean, I'm just, it's just shocking. And we're continuing to pray for everybody in Florida because now they got to deal with all of the, fl- they have to deal with the flooding, all of the flooding. So we're, this is the assessment of damage and what's needed and also any kind of loss of life is going to be ongoing and we'll keep you updated. I think everybody there has been doing a great job. Uh, They have the supplies. They don't, one of the things that they were saying is, oh, they have supplies. Right now they're trying to work around, uh, they're they're triaging phone calls for for help uh, and working to get some of these areas like the causeway going into Sanibel Island is destroyed. That you that that was the road to get onto that island, totally destroyed. And then in Fort Myers, the flooding. I mean, some of these roads are absolutely impassable. So, getting around that so that they can help people. Uh, they've already started those efforts. They've already started that cleanup, and so that's what uh, we'll keep you updated with all of that. Uh, and yeah, that's some of the Fort Myers. If you're watching the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show, uh, Juan is, and you can stream it on YouTube, Facebook, and the First. Showing just some of the devastation in Fort Myers. It is unbelievable. The, just the, and these, these uh, I mean, buildings, obviously, they, they have a hurricane code. And there was a question that I think everybody's discussing where they're saying maybe there should be something done about the classification of tornadoes. Because this one really should have been, there was one meteorologist saying it really should have been a five. It, they kept it as, as a cat four. It really should have been a five because the storm surge and the winds and all of that has to, should be taken into account as well. 
instead of just wind speed. So I think that there's a big, because that does, I think, factor in. Maybe it factors into some, some of the you know, building code. Maybe it fa- and p- I think, too, when people see, oh, it's a Category 1, their reaction to that is way different than if it's a Cat 5, right? So that might be something for the meteorology people to discuss. All right, so a couple of other things I want to keep you updated. I, I tweeted this out. Congressman Chip Roy is doing the hard work of going through the Democrats' continuing resolution, which is a bill that they're all fighting over right now. In fact, Kevin McCarthy, who was on with us last hour, was supposed to be on with us this hour, but Democrats scheduled the vote, changed it, and scheduled the vote for this hour. So we had to move him back to the... We were playing some Django. We had to move him back to the uh, our second hour. And the continuing resolution... So Congressman Roy of Texas went through it. He says that there's $57 billion for DHS... He says the problem is that that is stewarded by Secretary Mayorkas, who, under Mayorkas, they've given violent cartels basically control of the border, which is true. Fentanyl's been able to come in. uh, And they also attack their own employees for doing their jobs. I mean, that's the department that was attacking border agents who were using horses. They weren't being mean to anyone. They were trying to actually protect their horses. Uh, And no one was whipping anybody. He also said that $8 billion goes to ICE, which reported a 70% reduction in removals last year. By the way, whenever you hear the talking point, well, Trump deported more people uh, or let a fewer people under his term than Biden did. Do you want to know why? Because you had to remain in Mexico policy. They couldn't come up. They had, they had to remain in Mexico to do. That's why. So whenever you hear that talking point being you know, trotted out, that's the response to it. That is so stupid. And they think that you're dumb and that you're not going to know this stuff. So... In addition, this $8 billion to ICE, they said it refuses to remove the illegally present individuals that the admin doesn't think is a threat. They, they uh, abuses parole authority uh, for released illegal entrants, uh, about $5 billion to HHS, to the Office of Refugee Resettlement that has actually physically, they've lost kids after they have released them to uh, and like into like, for instance, to sponsors and in the Houston area alone, that's a big issue. Now, this, by the way, sidebar to that, uh, a majority of Texas voters actually support the busing. And apparently the uh, apparently American Hispanics list the border as a top election issue in a new poll. And furthermore, as it relates to that report, let me pull this up. Bear with me. As it relates to that report of uh, the kids. This should this is actually a huge story, and you would think that Democrats would be on this more. An IG report, there's an IG report out. My the the children who were brought over into the United States illegally held at Fort Bliss. They said it's distressing conditions. Now, this is something that was also reported by CBS. Um, I I want to say, you know, a couple of years ago. And the story now is that the people who were contracted to take care and look after these kids are unfortunately they said that they're apparently not doing the job i it the group was serve pro they were supposed to look after the kids the, the people that were contracted to do it came from serve pro it is a company according to roll call and this is where the story one of the sto- one of my sources for the story uh they help in the wake of natural disasters they had no experience working with kids And according to Roll Call, it said the contractor staff told whistleblowers they received no training prior to beginning work, had no guidance about what their role was. 
And there were whistleblowers just over the summer who came forward and they were saying that uh, there was lice that were spreading amongst the kids and all of this stuff. They just don't have the availability to do it. They don't have the the capacity. Now, every Democrats are screaming about Martha's Vineyard, but nobody's talking about. Remember the whole thing, the whole kids in cages. I mean, here we have kids that are in these detention tents and they're dealing with horrible conditions. These are kids who were brought in illegally by adults, adults who were using them because of that Flores amendment. If you have a kid, you get faster, you know, processed through faster. And and one and the Trump did not want the Flores amendment to continue. And Biden supported it. So I'm just wondering, where is the AOC crying photo op outside of where they're holding these kids and they're apparently dealing with some pretty according to this ig report they're apparently dealing with some really bad situations and there's nothing about this from the press this is the administration running this nothing about it this is way worse than taking a couple of 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 planes of people to martha's vineyard that's apparently and there's reports of sexual assault, abuse, but, you know, Martha's Vineyard, right? Martha's Vineyard, though. That's just too much. Nothing about this. No investigation requests from the government because this is the Biden administration that is administering this. Nothing from any of these people. And this crisis, which began... Actually, under Obama-Biden, Trump had, was trying to fight it, had the Remain in Mexico policy, which was removed with, and they fought over it in court. And then now, apparently, so on Biden's watch, according to CBS News, the headline is, Migrant Children Endure Despair, uh, Despair and Isolation Inside Tent City. The number of kids held in these camps has increased under Biden beginning in the summer of 2021. But Democrats, not, they're not concerned. They don't want any kind of investigation. And the whistleblowers who came forward about it are being ignored in the press. Roll call was like one of the only places. That's literally where like you, I had to find updates to the story. Nobody's writing about it. Where are the, where's, the, where's the investigation? Where's the call for, for uh, you know, to the, where's the, where are the press? Where are the people who, oh, it's mean and evil. But Martha's Vineyard was bad. These people are, don't care. They don't care at all. Now, speaking of Border Patrol, Customs and Border Patrol has called in a suicidologist. (sighs) Over the past 15 years, according to the Washington Examiner, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has lost 146 employees due to suicide. Senior officials became especially concerned this year because deaths have spiked early on. According to the uh, COO of Customs and Border Protection, Benjamin Huffman, in uh, an interview with the Washington Examiner, he says, we're sitting at five suicides, and that was alarming. They, they, and these are, because they see some, they see some stuff. We've talked about this before. They're frustrated, and it's increased over the past 18 months, that frustration, because illegal immigration arrests have spiked. Agents are being forced to release over a million illegal immigrants into the interior rather than remove them and border patrol has to redirect over half of their agents to transport and to process and to babysit people in custody and so 
obviously you're going to have significant stress and everything else and especially the stuff that you see you're looking at especially the kids that are exploited by the adults that are using them to get illegal entry and get processed faster and then the cartels there's uh nothing in the uh nothing in the media about that but martha's vineyard though you know martha's vineyard now this is a story that you should know about but you're not going to hear about you're not going to hear about this on cnn or msnbc This is a story of the Army's first trans officer and his John Hopkins doctor partner are indicted on spy charges. Major Jamie Lee Henry, the first transgender officer in the Army, and Dr. Anna Gabrielin were indicted for trying to give secret records to the Russian government. The files included medical records of senior military officers from Fort Bragg and of their families. You have 52,000 active duty soldiers there. You also have Delta Force and and, uh, Special Op Forces there. Now, apparently the doctor, the partner, the reason that that person did it is because they had a patriotism for Russia, apparently. And told... Jamie Lee Henry to not be a coward when he said he was concerned about violating HIPAA. But you're not concerned about giving something to Russians? Like, what in the world? So, 39-year-old U.S. Army's first transgender officer, Jamie Lee Henry, and his partner accused of using their secret security clearance at Fort Bragg to steal records, according to the DOJ, and try to give them to Russia. I'm just wondering where... Where's the, because you're not really seeing it. I bet if you looked online, you're probably not really seeing it, are you? You're not. You're not going to hear about it on any of the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the NBCs, none of that. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. Plus, on the way, we got headlines coming up. Uh, we, I have Wokery. I got Wokery for you, and I have some uh, more control. FDA announces the new definition of what's healthy, guys and gals. So we're going to hit all of that as well. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Yeah, yeah. All right, so a few things here. San Francisco's being sued by the homeless who are demanding affordable housing. You know how that works? Um, you vote. You don't like affordable housing? You voted for this. Or people did. You don't just demand it. They said more than 50, more than 57% of the city's homeless is considered, quote-unquote, unsheltered, according to an advocacy group. They filed the lawsuit uh, along with seven homeless individuals, and they said that there are not enough temporary shelters, et cetera, et cetera. They have about 8,000 homeless people, according to the city's website. So they're going to try to litigate this, not legislate it. Okay. Well, there you go. So uh, the new iPhone which is apparently made in part in the United States and part in India, so you can feel better about owning it. Uh, This, uh, over at Jalopnik, they had the headline, my iPhone 14 fell off my motorcycle and told my family I crashed. And it was their crash detection feature, but he said it turned a minor phone mishap into a terrifying afternoon for his family. I think you gotta maybe mess with the settings a little bit. Or maybe it gives you an amount of time before you hit it and say, no, it's, you know... Anyway, yeah, there's always that to think of. Taking antidepressants, according to the U.S. Sun, long-term actually increases your risk of killer condition. The drugs used to treat clinical 
depression and other conditions like OCD and PTSD are taken by a lot of folks. They said that a new study found the medication could actually increase the risk of heart disease. But they say, don't stop taking it. We're still looking into it. Oh, okay. I saved you a click. They're like, don't freak out, though. But and a T-Rex skeleton, you guys, you know, if you need one for your living rooms, uh, it's uh, apparently going for $25 million at a Christie's auction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the perfect living room accessory. You know, if you can't get an EV, get that. Stick with us. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. Please welcome a powerful symbol of human rights. Her name is Lil Lamar. You can't see what we saw if you're listening. If you're watching on the simulcast, you can see it. Welcome back to the show, Dana Lesher. That's on The View. They brought out... Um, the hell is this thing? A giant puppet named... Lil, giant puppet kind of makes the term Lil irrelevant. It's a puppet named Lil Amal, and they called it a powerful symbol for human rights. So to recap, the View's idea of what a powerful symbol for human rights is, is a giant puppet, a female, a woman, strong woman, is a giant puppet with an Attack on Titan smile. If you haven't seen Attack on Titan, it's a great anime series. And I can't remember how many seasons there are. They just came out with uh, the latest one earlier this year. All those Titans are freaky. That legit was one of, I think, I think that was the first anime that I watched where I was legit freaked out. It was unnerving because of the way it smiled. I don't like... Things that smile like that. And, and I don't, that's not a little puppet. What is with the Lil? Because it's a nickname that's so stupid. That is not Lil. That's Bigamal. What? I don't, we talked about this on break. That's such an unimaginative, lazy way to do like a nickname or stage name. Lil. No, you're standard. Like Kane, you couldn't be a little Kane. Yeah, there's little no, Steve. Not little. Standard Steve, because you're standard size. The average. Yeah, well, standard sounds better. Average, I don't know. I just, you know, got that hard V in there. I don't know. (laughs) You know, I'm just, and it's weird because they have people operating it and it legit looks like an Attack on Titan thing. It looks like Attack on Titan. It looks like Attack on Titan mated with a marionette puppet and then this is what you got. I don't like puppets. It's just, it's weird. Lil Amal. What the hell does Lil Amal do? Someone in uh, in my Twitter thread who's listening was saying that it actually is a repurposed like they, I guess they took it from the UN that used it for something, and then now they're using it for this. Oh, I don't doubt it. I think it's supposed to represent a, a small child refugee, which is, I think, where the Lil part comes in. I mean, if they are that size coming across the border, <laughs> that legit is like Attack on Titan. Yeah, for sure. That's terrifying. Oh, man. I just, I don't know. I get Five Nights at Freddy's vibes. I'm just real weird yeah, about actually- that. That's I do. True. Can you imagine, like, you know, you're putting Lil Amal away in the storeroom, and, you know, all of a sudden she starts moving on her own, but you're like, it's kind of a large marionette. No, it's not. It's possessed. I don't know. I'm just, it's weird. I don't like, lo- uh, oh, I don't like that. I didn't like baby dolls, really, when I was a kid, because they're just soulless, faceless. 
expressionless vessels of evil. Just don't like them. All right, so I really don't like that puppet. It is creepy. I would quit my job before I worked with that puppet. I'm not lying. It's weird. Man, that's messed up. Is it a mascot? What the hell is it? Why do people need a mascot? People are not mascots, right? What does that say? You're actually going to try to say this. This We're going to pretend this giant attack on Titan puppet, Lil Amal, is a, a mascot. We're going to use it as a mascot. Isn't that kind of diminishing of their message to empower and uplift? I mean, if they get mad at the Washington Redskins, you literally, this is your mascot? I'm just trying to work this out. The logic seems shifty. My instinct is, you know, kill it with fire. That's what my instinct (sighs) is telling me. I don't even like regular size puppets. They're just weird. I saw too many horror movies as a kid. Really, I just, one of our listeners said the preschool class would be screaming and hiding. What in the hell is that? You imagine bringing that in your classroom? Here's Lil Lamal. Oh my gosh. I just, I can't. Oh boy. And also now there's, um, just to, let's just get all of it out of the way. So I saw this from my friend Jenny Cruda. There's, I'm not watching this. There's a new trailer for Barney. He, Barney the Purple Dinosaur is a docuseries called I Love You, You Hate Me. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is amazing. Oh. It says the new trailer. This is Variety. It's a new Barney docuseries. I love you. You hate me. Uh, And it uncovers the dark side of the kids show. And (laughs) what? Can you get a question? It's real. This is real. Yeah. I just gave you the link. (laughs) It's a real thing. Uh, It's a it's a Barney docuseries. And it says that apparently this is. My gosh, I need you to listen to the sentence from Variety. I can't right now. We're beyond ridiculousness now. Here's this is what Variety tweeted to describe their this thing. Quote. The core message of the immensely popular Barney and Friends kids show was to spread love and kindness to one another. But the new Peacock docuseries highlights the idea that America was not so eager to accept that message. America? My friend Jenny Cruda says, no, people didn't hate Barney because he promoted kindness or anything. Um, They hated him because he was annoying as hell for the same people, for the same reason that we hated Caillou, the whiny, bald Canadian kid. Remember him? I'm just a kid who's four. Oh, my gosh. Shut up. I just can't deal with it. It was an annoying show. It was absolutely annoying. And they never did anything. It was just the same, yeah, hi, Barney. I just can't. And it never progressed. I felt like as kids, you know, more and more kids um, started watching Barney. And as the kids that started grew up and new ones came in, I don't think that Barney ever progressed. You know what I mean? And I don't mean politically. I I mean, never did something different. It's just, I I don't know. So I... (sighs) Now they're going to try to use Barney to be like, America, this is why America's so divided, because they hated Barney back then. Barney tried telling you. He tried telling you. He was just annoying. No one wanted to hear it. Did, wasn't there, I, I mean, I was like thinking that like, you know, when they said that there was a dark side of the kids show, I thought they were going to go into the whole, like, Barney killed some people and buried him in the friendship tree. I don't know. I, that's what I was expecting. This is really kind of a letdown, too. I can't wait for uh, Pooh Bear uh, Blood and Honey to come out. I'm excited about that. 
All right, I am. So I actually have some other things to hit, but this totally distracted me while we were on break. The FDA, ladies and gents, has issued, announced a new definition. I'm sure you've been waiting all day eagerly to hear this because you live and die by what the FDA says. They've announced a new definition of what they think is healthy. Hmm. So manufacturers, this we talked about this the other day how Biden wants to have these like goofy stickers on stuff. They're going to try to sit that now this kind of goes along with it. They're going to have labels for specific limits on certain nutrients or they have to adhere to specific limits and they're going to have labels based on like saturated fat, sodium and added sugar because you're too stupid apparently. And we all are. We're too dumb to read the ingredients on the box of food we're purchasing. You know, there's the thing on the back or on the side where it has all that. Did you guys know that? Kane, we all knew that. Do they not know it? Someone should turn that box around over at the FDA. Look, it's right here. It's right there. You have some snacks over there, don't you? You got like a box of snacks or something. They got your stuff. Doesn't they have your stuff on the side, listed on the side? Yeah. All of my stuff have uh, the ingredients listed right there. Because isn't that kind of already a law that they got to do that? Yes, it is. Well, so no, we have to make it a law to where you have to have a sticker on it. Just to really doubly show that it's in there. So in addition to the list of ingredients, now you have to have a sticker saying, these ingredients that you can see right over here are in this. That? We have that? So they're saying that for the new specific limitations for new, for food items, they give an example uh, over at MSN. They say that a cereal would need to contain three quarters of an ounce of whole grains and no more than one gram of saturated fat, 230 milligrams of sodium, 2.5 grams of added sugars per serving for a food manufacturer to use the word healthy on the label. So if they, if it's, you know, maybe three grams of added sugar instead of 2.5 grams and they use healthy. Golly. They said that they want to help consumers more easily navigate nutrition labels. People are not, people don't get overweight because they're not looking at the labels. They just don't want to not eat. I mean, what the hell? What do you, how do you, about having, why is this so hard for people? I think it's about having more than one serving <laughs> is also part of it. Uh, can I be real with you? So, you know how, oh, hold up. You're, what, what are they? I, they're Swiss rolls, but my family always called them ho-hos, which I, you know, it means a whole new meaning now. But the Swiss rolls, they used to come in two in a package, didn't they? Didn't they stop doing that? And they started doing one in a package. And I was like, no, no, no. The serving was two. And now it's just the one. That is lies. That is of the devil, as my late grandmother would have said. So, you know, the problem is, as Kane said, serving size. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I look at the serving size and I'm like, what am I? A miniature figure? Like, what's going on? So they said that the labels, that's what it's all supposed to do, which is dumb. This is dumb. It's a dumb rule for dumb people. Made by dumb people. God, like the dumb lady and the dumb. I don't have anything nice to say about it. Uh, also, a couple other things we want to make sure we get into. The New York Times had a study they published. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Here it is. A new study showed that people vaccinated against COVID-19 experienced a temporary delay in their periods of about one day compared with those who did not get vaccinated. 
One cycle after vaccination, people's periods tended to return to normal. People's periods. First off, we told you so because we were talking about this from the very beginning. Uh, but number two, people's periods. Hmm. Have you ever had a period, Kane? No, I can't say that I have. Lil Kane? I am a I'm a people. You're a people, but this is people's period, so you've never had one? No. Crazy. Also never vexed. Yeah. I mean that's kind of but the the but the people's periods. I'm women go through too much BS over our lives with menstruation stuff. For the New York Times or any stupid study to come in and start going, people's period. This is Soviet word garbage. Like I said, if a dude is bleeding from his Johnson, he needs to see a doctor. And I don't mean to be crass, but if this is the state of things, then it is incumbent upon me to be very straightforward. You need to go see a doctor if that is the case. Period. No pun intended. I just, but then we totally talked about this. And remember, people were suspended from social media, from Facebook and Twitter for, being, for bringing this it's stuff like up. six to eight months ago. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can find me on Substack, Chapter and Verse, the newsletter, and also... Uh, in the uh, bio of all my social media profiles, everywhere where you can find you know, the, the show, how to stream it. We also have it up at danalash.com. So we're continuing to watch uh, all of the, uh, the recovery efforts now. And there's the, from Hurricane Ian. And it's, I think now everyone is very, very, very closely watching this storm. And I'm pulling up some of the latest with us. As it it's up uh, towards northeast Florida now, and it's he- it's kicked back out into the Atlantic, and it's recharging. Now it's recharging, and now all eyes on South Carolina. Now, when it hit the southwestern portion of Florida, it was coming in at you know 155 miles per hour, two miles from what I understand, under a Cat 5 classification. A lot of people are saying, yeah, but it had the storm surges of a Cat 5, et cetera, et cetera. We need to redefine this. I agree. So when it go- it's a tropical depression now, but it is projected to gain steam. And when it turns back around into South Carolina, it could be charged up back to a Category 1. So I know that you know, we'll follow this and bring you any of the latest tomorrow. But now all eyes are on South Carolina. They're bracing for impact. And that will be the second U.S. landfall. It is expected to strengthen to that Cat 1 and that Category 1 level. And meanwhile, homes in Fort Myers. Oh, my gosh, the flooding. Uh, absolute devastation. Absolute devastation. And Sanibel Island, Captiva. I mean, the one road into Sanibel totally destroyed. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of damage. And there have been, so far, uh, we were talking to some of our uh, affiliates, uh, uh, Bud and Melissa, who are on WFLA, Good Morning Orlando, and they were saying that the, the two fatalities were sort of incidental to the hurricane because someone hydroplane, they were driving a hydroplane, lost their car. Uh, there was another uh, individual. It was it was 
somewhat it was like somewhat related but not drowning like in the surge or something like that which is horrific uh but so far uh i think major loss of life is the other you know people definitely wanted to minimize that and nobody has because they're still everybody's still kind of digging out and they're still you know taking inventory of what's happened what's left and who needs help so that information will come all right today in stupidity kane all right, it's uh, our President Biden, and this isn't the Jackie Walorski audio either, because that was a bit of stupidity from yesterday. This is him with the FEMA administrator, Deanne oh, no. Criswell, and this is how he referred to her. She's living and standing right next to him. And the FEMA administrator, who's become the MVP here these days, I spent a lot of time in this room, Criswell, uh, 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 FEMA, and the entire Criswell? World. Again, her, her name, name is Deanne Criswell. I mean, he's close. Well, at least, you know, he kind of remembered part of her name. Right. And which then just, is a little bit better than forgetting someone's not alive. Right. And shortly after that, he wandered off aimlessly and they tried to get yeah, him Yeah, uh, Jill had to get him back on course. Yeah, it's unreal. They just need to have that giant Easter bunny just, like, follow him everywhere and just keep him on, you know, like they did at that egg roll. Folks, that does it for us today. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great evening. Stay safe, Florida, South Carolina.